from the campus of Stanford University and on location. This is the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast, featuring in-depth, one-on-one interviews with purpose-driven entrepreneurs and high-performance game changers committed to extraordinary ideas, preeminence, and multi-generational success. Our radio show and podcast illuminates the struggles, breakthroughs, and exceptional outcomes these game changers bring to industries, organizations, and lives. Hosted by Tom Dioro, principal of Podfather Media. Thank you, Tatum. For our guest today, I'd like to welcome Mort Fertel. Mort is the creator of Marriage Fitness, a relationship renewal system that's been used by millions of people in marital crisis. In addition to his success with couples, he's pioneered the Lone Ranger track, which offers people with an obstinate spouse a path to reconciliation. People from all over the world schedule private telesessions with Mort Fertel and seek his counsel by joining the Marriage Fitness Teleboot Camp, the most uh, comprehensive relationship home learning program on the planet. Mort's also the author of Marriage Fitness Audio Learning Systems and the host of Fix Your Marriage Podcast. For more information, feel free to visit marriagemax.com. Mort, I'm honored to have you on our show today. Thank you very much. Excited too to talk with you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Mort, uh, do you have a, a specific uh, quote or a prayer or a mantra or an axiom that you uh, you don't have to go by, but that it means much to you that you uh, that you carry with you in uh, in relation to your personal and professional lives? If you're at uh, liberty to share with us, sure. So two things come to mind. Um, the first is be useful. I think we're here to serve, to do good, and to be useful, not just to absorb and consume. Uh, for ourselves. And so I try to remind myself, you know, at every moment of every day, what am I doing to be useful? How can I be useful? Is this useful? Uh, and of course, when I say useful, I mean useful to others in service of the world. That's one thing that comes to mind. And the second thing that comes to mind is I have this kind of mantra that I say to myself and my kids and anybody else who will listen, just do the right thing. Do the right thing. No shortcuts, uh, no cutting corners. At the end of the day, we are the trophy. In other words, who we become, the life that we lead, is our ultimate accomplishment. No other accomplishment or anything is worth compromising that. Wow. Mort, that's outstanding. We almost can end the show with that. <laughs> but no, that's just, this is ter- that was terrific. Um, what, what would you attribute... What inspired you to to be, you know, what you do with the marriage, not even counseling, with almost like resolution? What what inspired? Whether there's a whether there a galvanizing moment or moments that uh, you discovered that hey, I'm I'm really good at this. I'm really passionate about, it, and I really think I, I I back to I really can be useful. Well, the inspiration was many years ago. My wife and I had our own marital crisis. This, of course, was before. I was doing what I'm now doing. And we were pretty horrified at the quality of the help that was available to to people in our situation. My wife learned about Mars. I learned about Venus. That really didn't do much good. Um, Counseling really sends you into the past to focus on what's wrong. And we found that 
the more we focused on what was wrong and the more we talked about the problems, the more the argument just moved from the kitchen table to, you know, the office of wherever we were. And we were just mired in the negativity of our situation. And we just found the whole methodology of traditional marriage counseling and therapy to be very ineffective and even more than ineffective, even destructive. And so that was really the inspiration is just we, we sought a process for fixing our own marriage out of need, out of our own, out of, you know, our own personal need. And, and it was really in retrospect, once we realized that we had discovered something that was really effective, we felt we had a responsibility to share it with the world. How soon after that discovery, if it was a it was a moment or a series of moments, did you actually formalize that sort of process and system? Well, it's a good question because when we were going through it, it was far from formalized, right? It wasn't like as we were going through it, we were thinking about doing something like this. It was you know as far off our radar as we can imagine. It wasn't like, wasn't even an inkling in our mind. We were immersed in our own marital crisis, just trying to figure out how to get through it. But after we did get through it and really deeply connected without using the traditional methods, you know, I would say within a few months of that, we were starting to reflect on what we did and started to think about whether or not it was even something that could be formalized. Like, could we put our, because sometimes, you know, something happens and it's successful, but you can't exactly put your finger on what it was that was successful. And so how could you explain it? How could you codify it? How could you duplicate it? So, you know, first we started asking ourselves, like, can we even reflect on what we did and identify what was it that was successful? And, and is it something that could be, using your word, formalized? We started thinking about that within months. Um, and then over the course of the next couple of years, we thought about it more and started to actually formalize the plan. What was your, if you uh, can recall, the, uh, the your first f- several clients and how did you go about kind of evolving from, I guess, client one or client two to where you are even today? I mean, that's a very broad question, but again, the inception of it, what was your feedback and then how did it it also continue to evolve uh, your practice in the formal process? Sure. Well, so first of all, um, just to be clear, a, a relatively small part of what I do are private sessions. I do private sessions. I do them via phone and I also do them via um, full day intensive house calls where I fly to wherever the couple is located, and I will spend a full day intensive with them. But that's a relatively small part of what I do. Um, most of the people that I reach, I reach through the Marriage Fitness Teleboot which is a sort of a multimedia program that I created that includes a workbook and teleconferences and audio files. And that was really my sort of the system that I created and the resources that I pulled together so that people could access the methodology and my wisdom without actually having to speak with me one-on-one. And so I mentioned that because, you know, 99% of the people that are, that are using the marriage fitness methodology to heal their marriage are, you know, 
hundreds of thousands of people scattered all over the world who I never actually have personal one-on-one contact with. I'm, I'm not avoiding your question. I'll, I'll answer it now, but I just wanted to explain that. I just, I didn't want to give the impression that, you know, that, that oh, I'm sitting here all day, you know, one-on-one in private sessions. That's not, you know, not, not exactly what's happening. But anyway, to answer your question, I, I, I started out and the reason why it's called marriage fitness is because I really wanted to try to help people be preventative in their marriage. I really wanted to try to help people treat their marriage kind of like we've evolved to treat our bodies. In other words, if you think about it, you know, a hundred years ago, nobody was exercising. Nobody was preventively taking care of their body. It really wasn't until Jack LaLanne came around. I don't know exactly when that was, but uh, that people started to appreciate the value of exercise. So marriage is pretty much that way today. In other words, nobody really pays attention to their marriage until there's a problem, until there's a crisis, and then they go to the doctor, so to speak. Um, you know, that's not how we treat our bodies generally. I really had hoped to change that. To be honest, I failed in that mission. As I went out there and tried to do that, what I found was you can't give someone an answer to a question they don't have. You can't give someone a solution to a problem that doesn't bother them. And no matter how hard I tried and wanted to reach people in a preventative way, the people that I was attracting were people that were in marital crisis. Those were the people that wanted my help. And so that was really a major change, a major shift that I made in the beginning. Because originally, uh, my intent was to reach your average, you know, American married couple and try to give them the tools, the education and the resources so that they would never reach that crisis. But they weren't interested. <laughs> no, matter, no matter how hard I tried, and I tried hard, um, the people that were interested were the people in marital crisis. And so that was a major shift. I really started to gear my content much more toward those people. This is excellent. You're listening to the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with Mort Fratel, creator of Marriage Fitness, a relationship renewal system that's been used by millions of people in marital crisis. For more information, feel free to visit marriagemax.com. Again, marriagemax.com. Mort, we, I, we talked earlier in the show before we began the show. Is like, you know, why, why would we have, uh, you know, what, what you do uh, as a marriage uh, fitness uh, expert on an entrepreneur show? And the reason I, I shared with you is it uh, as an entrepreneur myself and uh, through a, a number of entrepreneurs, if not, if not every one of them who's married or maybe about to be married, there's a, there's a high level of stress that's uh, significantly more, more than, say just uh, you know kind of a uh, for the sake of convenience I'll say kind of a nine to five kind of person who works a job does their job whereas someone who's really into the high performance or really breaking out something new and something uh uh untried yet there are challenges in achieving that level of success or or uh, even a greatness that that is different than than uh, the average person what what's your thought on that yeah, I mean, they're, they're trying to accomplish something different than unusual. That's the, you know, sort of inherent nature of an entrepreneur, blazing new ground, trying to do something, you know, independent and unique. 
Yeah, I mean, that is the, you know, sort of inherent in the entrepreneurial personality. I think what's important for entrepreneurs to recognize, and I see this in a lot of my clients and people that join my program, is that no matter how important you think your work is, and in many cases, I'm sure it is important, it's important to remember, though, that the accomplishments in your office outside of your home are the secondary accomplishments of your life. The primary accomplishments of your life are the ones that occur between the four walls of your home. They're the ones, the most important relationships are not with your clients or your colleagues, but they're with your husband, your wife, and your kids. And it's important to realize that that's the main thing. Those are the primary accomplishments of life. And we have to make sure that we're on target there and that we make the main thing the main thing and that we don't compromise the main thing for the sake of something that is secondary. Now, how about a, a spiritual connection um, or maybe lack of connection? How much does that or if, is it a factor in, a, in the framework and the process of having a successful, uh, not just a successful, a, a fulfilling uh, marriage and relationship? Well, this is a very personal matter for everybody. You know, I, I, I personally think that it's important to have a relationship with, with God and to bring that relationship with God into our family, our marriage, and into our work. And I think that a person is handicapped uh, in their entire life including all three of those areas, if they don't do that. So I'm a, you know, a big advocate of a person cultivating their spiritual life. There, of course, are lots of different ways to do that. And um, I think it should be an important focus to a person's life. Now, how about the, the success rate that you've had is, is uh, fantastic. At what point did you start uh, measuring? I'm sure uh, this is a, a, maybe a, a bit of an excessive question, but at what point were you measuring? Hey, you know what? Out of ten people that who who've completed our program, you know, nine of them, eight of them, ten of them have have experienced a, a much greater and more fulfilling uh, marriage and relationship. Yeah, shortly after I began, it was very important for me to to get feedback. And to find out whether or not people were happy with the program and uh, getting success from it. So I've been, you know, uh, collecting that information for 15 years. Does it get easier uh, when you get so much of that feedback and so many, you know, millions of people who have been successful with the program to to go? Okay, I'm going to. Uh, uh, change or tweak i don't think that's the right word but just just make some adjustments to go oh okay i think that worked but i think this might work a little better or a little different if we put it into the program and if if so how often does that happen in the beginning that happened a lot i mean i mentioned already a significant change that i the significant shift and change that i made in the beginning um, and that impacted a lot of the new content that i developed um, it was geared towards those people in marital crisis and then uh, at some point also, I developed the whole Lone Ranger track, which was totally unique. You know, nobody else had really done anything like that, where I created a whole system for people that were dealing with an obstinate, difficult uh, spouse and gave people a 
a path to healing and reconciliation that they could implement unilaterally without the cooperation, participation, or reciprocation of their spouse. That was a complete breakthrough and totally unique uh, in the field. I mean, traditionally, you know, you, you couldn't go to somebody in my field without your spouse. They'd be like, well, how can I help you unless your husband's here, unless your wife is here? I, I learned and realized that, that that's ridiculous. I can help you enormously if your husband or wife is not here. Now, of course, it's better if they're here. It's better if they're, you're in the program together. But, you know, what happens if that's not possible? Can I still help? Are there still, you know, is there still a plan? And the answer to that question is yes. And so that was really important feedback that, that there were so many of these people that wanted that kind of help. And so I started to develop that whole plan. And, uh, and since then, I mean, this is already many years ago, but since then, the Lone Ranger track of the program has been enormously popular because unfortunately, there are many, many, many people that are in that situation. But mo- more recently, it hasn't happened as much, meaning that, you know, that the feedback has resulted in dramatically new content because I've, you know, I've been doing this a very, very long time. So in the beginning, there was, you know, that feedback loop was really, really productive, where I'd be getting lots of information, I would develop new content, I'd get information, I would tweak this, I'd get more information, tweak, develop, tweak, develop. But um, after a while, uh, you know, I got it. I mean, I, 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 I now really deeply understand what the fundamental principles and practices are that drive successful reconciliations with people that are in marital crisis. And, you know, as, as, I, as I say often on my Q&A teleconferences now, like, please don't waste our time giving me too much background. Just give me the question because the chances are I could give you the background once you give me the question. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's not, it's very rare that I get a question these days that I haven't gotten thousands of times. And I, I pretty much know, you know, where it's coming from. Is there a percentage of uh, people that participate that are part of the Lone Ranger program and then those uh, uh, that are uh, collaborative? It's about 50-50. Is it? And is that 50-50 even including some uh, as far as they say, you know, I'm not going to talk to that, you know, dirty rat guy and, and, oh, I can't stand her. She's uh, wherever she is. Is it that contentious to where they still are able to, to, to work things out or at least go through the program and experience a, a greater understanding. Yes, for sure. I mean, in many cases, people in the Lone Ranger track are dealing with very obstinate spouses who are having affairs, filed for divorce, moved out or threatening to move out or whatever the case might be. And was, was that program and in, uh, you shared a bit of it, but was that something like an aha moment or like, let's try this out a little bit? I think I, I think I got something where the uh, this traditional industry has just said no, but I think I, I, I can make this happen. Well, in the beginning, you know, it, it never really made sense to me just intuitively that one person's unilateral efforts couldn't make a difference in the marriage. Now, of course, in the beginning, it was just an intuitive sense. I couldn't prove it. And so from that intuitive sense, I started to develop some very specific principles and practices that my clients started to implement. Uh, and then I had the evidence that, yes, this, this doesn't work. I was right. This is superb. 
This is the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with Mort Fertel. Mort's the creator of Marriage Fitness, a relationship renewal system that's been used by millions of people in marital crisis. For more information, feel free to visit his website at marriagemax.com. Again, it's marriagemax.com. Mort, in your experience, has a lot of people, uh, uh, I know you have testimonies on your website, but in some cases, you're actually helping to kind of heal a lot more than just people's marriages. You're healing a lot of, you're, you're reducing a lot of uh, uh, ancillary <laughs> problems that would occur had they not been able to resolve their marriage and everything that surrounds it that's, that's uh, negatively affected. Have you ever kind of quantified that just for the sake of curiosity? I can't say that I have, um, but I have gotten that feedback often and it's very meaningful to me. Yeah. How so? Can you share? What, what does it do for you? Well, as I mentioned in response to your first question, you know, my personal mission statement is to be useful. I think that we're here on earth to, uh, to help each other. Well, we were created for a reason. You know, we're supposed to be here being helpful and serving. And so when I get the feedback that I've been useful, that I've been helpful, uh, not only in someone's marriage, but in their relationship with their children, um, or just in their personal lives. I mean, I, I hear all the time from people, I, I thought I was joining your program to change my marriage. It ended up transforming my whole life. I love that. And I, and I understand why that's the case, because what I'm teaching is there are principles and practices that can be applied uh, throughout a person's life. It's just the, the context that I'm using to explain it is marital. I'm going to really say, reach out with something here, quite a, maybe even excessive. Do you think this can actually, your program can be taught at a youth level or does it take life experiences to, to, to understand some of the uh, principles and practices? Both. I think, there are, I think there are absolutely many principles and practices that are core and fundamental to a person's emotional maturity that we can and should be teaching to our children. And that I do uh, and have always taught to my children. And it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of funny. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, my, my kids will, uh, as they got, if they've gotten older, they've learned a little bit about what I do and what I'm sharing with couples. And sometimes their response, <laughs> it's, very, it's very cute. It's like, uh, I don't get it, Daddy. Someone paid you ten thousand dollars to explain all that. Like, isn't it obvious? <laughs> so it's obvious to you. I explain because you've been hearing it, you know, since you were five years old. But it's it's not obvious to you know to to many many people. Uh, I don't I don't mean to minimize the profundity of the teachings when I say that. I'm not, that's not suggesting that at all. What I'm suggesting is that they can be articulated in simple language also for a child. The idea kind of grows as a person grows in their life experience. And a person sort of understands the idea in an expanded way, and they can recognize the applicability of it is, 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 is very wide. The bottom line is, you know, a lot of it can be articulated 
uh, you know, in the language of family life and parenting. And then there are aspects that are not, I don't know if I would say not suitable, but I would say not relevant for a child. For example, I deal with a lot of infidelity, you know, and I have a lot of very specific teachings about how to handle such a situation in a family. You know, that's not something that we would discuss with children. Touching back on that emotional maturity, uh, my opinion, at least right now, would be that uh, virtually uh, everyone who goes through the program will do, if, if nothing, they will still have a, a greater level of emotional maturity. How is, is that correct? And if so, how important is that to a marriage? Well, first of all, it's absolutely correct. Um, almost everybody shares with me, and I, I really appreciate this. It means a lot to me that, and I often hear this in the beginning of the program, the feedback is that, gosh, no matter what happens to my marriage, I've already, I've gotten so much out of this. I've learned so much. I've grown so much. I kind of alluded to this before, like they joined the program wanting and thinking that it's for their marriage, which of course it is. But they just realize that there's so much more that they that they are getting out of it that they can apply to their own you know personal life, emotional maturity, and even other relationships. Is emotional maturity important in a marriage? Wow, that would be an understatement. I would say that. I mean, of course, this is opening up a huge question, which we probably don't have time to answer. Right? What is it? What is emotional maturity? But before we even get there, I can comfortably make the statement that there's nothing more important in a marriage than a person's emotional maturity. Um, let me put it to you another way. In my opinion, couples never, I, I, I really, I know it's bold to say that, but I don't think it's an exaggeration. Couples never get divorced because they grow apart, because they, you know, just aren't right for each other anymore, or because they're not compatible. Couples get divorced because they don't have the emotional maturity to be married. Now, again, that raises an enormous question, uh, which we probably, which we don't have time to answer on this, this, this interview. What does it mean to be emotionally mature? What are the components of emotional maturity? What is the skill set that would define emotional maturity? I mean, this is essentially what I teach in my program. Succeeding in marriage is like succeeding with anything else. It's a skill. And if you know how to do it, you'll be successful. And if you don't, you won't. Now, that's, that's already revelatory to say, right? Because most people don't think of it that way. We have these expressions in our culture, which are absorbed by our psyche, which expressions like love is a mystery. And you have to be lucky in love. And there's all this talk about chemistry. That's all those are all the lies of romantics. It's a complete lie. It has nothing to do with luck. It's a skill. And it's not a mystery at all. The principles and practices of a successful relationship are well known. And if we take the time and the energy to understand them and, 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 and employ them in our marriage, our chances of success skyrocket. 
And if we don't, then, then it's like trying to succeed in anything else without a manual. How can you do it? Nobody would ever expect to have any level of competency in golf, in basketball, in, in, in law, in medicine, or in business without some sort of coach or manual. But for some reason, I, I, I can explain more why if you want. Please do. Okay, well, let me just make the statement and then I'll explain it. For some reason, we think most people are under the illusion that this thing called marriage, love, and relationships is just a mystery and a matter of luck. It's ridiculous. Okay, so what's the reason? Why do we think that's the case as opposed to, there, by the way, is there, is there anything else in our lives that we could say that about? There's nothing. Everything else we clearly understand to have a level of competency, you need knowledge of whatever it is you're trying to be competent at, you need to master it, and you need to practice it. The only thing we think is different is love and marriage. And why is that? It's because the way the universe was created, I, I can only describe this, by the way, I, I, I can't explain why that's the case, because I'm not God, um, but I can describe it. The way the universe was created, initially, initially, love is a gift. It just happens. You don't have to be good at it. You don't have to know anything. It doesn't take any skill or wisdom in the beginning, right? Anybody can fall in love and everybody does. You can't say that about anything else. Nobody can shoot nine out of 10 at the free line, free, at the free throw line without a coach and without practicing over and over again. Nobody can argue a case in front of the Supreme Court without making it through law school and getting a lot of education. Nobody can, you know, I could go on and on and on and on, right? You can't even get sure, behind sure. the wheel of a car without passing driver's ed in a test. And nobody's an excellent, nobody can get, you know, in a race, in a NASCAR race without lots of practice, right? But when it comes to love and relationships, you don't have to know anything. You can succeed for the, you know, early on in the relationship without knowing anything. And people do. I can't, I can't tell you why that's the case. It's just the way the world was created. But it is the case. And that gives us the illusion that this thing called love and marriage and relationships should be easy or is easy. But that's only true about the initial experience. It is never true. And anybody that's ever succeeded in a lasting relationship can tell you this. That's never true about the relationship long term. What it takes to succeed short term, which is nothing, is not what it takes to succeed long term, which is skill. Outstanding. Mort, it's been an absolute honor and pleasure having you on uh, the Entrepreneur Show. Thank you so much. I hope you would even consider coming back on again, because this is, a, I can tell right now, this is going to be a real powerful show. I'd be happy to do it. It's a pleasure. I, I, I hope it's useful. Absolutely, it is. You've been listening to the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast. Our guest today has been Mort Fertel, the creator of Marriage Fitness, a relationship renewal system that's been used by millions of people in marital crisis. In addition to his success with couples, he's pioneered 
the Lone Ranger track, which offers people with an obstinate spouse a path to reconciliation. People from all over the world schedule private telesessions with Mort and seek his counsel by joining the Marriage Fitness Teleboot Camp, the most comprehensive relationship learning program in the world. Mort is also author of Marriage Fitness audio learning system and the host of fix your marriage podcast for more information feel free to visit marriagemax.com again that's marriagemax.com join us again next time when we welcome another purpose-driven entrepreneur or high-performing game changer committed to ideas positive outcomes and a better world i'm tom dior the entrepreneur's radio show and podcast is recorded at stanford university studios in palo alto california and on location the Chief Audio Engineer is Eris Chikopoulos. Chief Engineer is Mark Lawrence. And we are all assisted by Peter Caroline and Omar L. Sabrao. And the executive producer and host of The Entrepreneur's Show is Tom Dior. If you wish to contact us, our email is interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. Again, that's interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. 